Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Now let's pray. Holy <laughs> God, uh, we bless you. We come before you with grateful and thankful hearts for your word, uh, the word of life, your son Christ Jesus, who gave it all up for us. Be with us now, Lord. Let your word speak into our hearts. And I pray, Lord, that no one in this room, no one listening, shall leave unchanged. And we ask this through your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I'm very thankful um, to be here. Very thankful. Thank you, Father, for your invitation. Um, this, this man and also, who else? Miss Christy Heffron over there. They serve on the board of SOMA. Uh, SOMA is an acronym for Sharing of Ministries Abroad, and uh, that's a short-term mission agency with life-changing results. Short-term mission agency with life-changing results. I'll share more about it in, in a bit. Um, I bring greetings from Father Tebow. He's my rector at St. Peter and St. Paul uh, in Arlington. He says, hello and God bless you. Uh, my name is Kyle Spradley. I'm married to uh, my wife of 30 years, Karen. We have two girls. Um, one is 20 and the other is 23. One's in school, the other is post-school and working. And she's pregnant with our first grandchild. I can't believe it. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> Although it's hard for me to clap when the next thing, when I say grandchild, is the reference back to me, which is grandpa or something. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't figured that word out yet, what, what I'm going to be, but uh, what a gift. I'm very thankful. Um, SOMA, Sharing of Ministries Abroad. I've been called as a leader. It's been just one and a half years. Uh, how did I get to be here, standing here as the director of, of SOMA? And I can assure you I wasn't seeking this position. I wasn't reading up on how to attain a position in short-term leadership. Uh, God called me very specifically through, through three things in my life. Uh, and actually, the last thing that God did, uh, he asked me to speak at the men's conference in 2020. And I gave my testimony, what God was doing in my life. And Father Greg uh, was not too far away. And he was a real encouragement to me that day. He's had a big smile on. He was dialed into what I was saying and nodding in agreement. And I, it just, you blessed me. Thank you. Um, what I didn't know before, I went up on the stage to share, and I learned something after is that um, God did something in me that was un unexpected for me. Uh, and that is, and I say with humil a lot of humility, many men came up after I spoke and said how I had done, you know, spoken into their life in some way, and I was, I was astonished. But I was also, my heart was like, God, did you just use me in a mighty way? And that day, he opened my mind and heart to some type of vocational ministry. I didn't know what that means. In this denomination, if you don't have a little white collar right here, what are you going to do in vocational ministry? Uh, but here's what got, so this is right, literally right before the pandemic. So what I did in the pandemic, 
I prayed a lot. God, what is this thing? What is this excitement you've given me? And he repeated over and over again, I am bringing something to you. It's not going to be by your effort or your time. I'm bringing something. I trusted his word. After he kept impressing that upon me again and again and again, I started sharing that with people around me. So either, and I said, so either I'm going to be crazy or God is going to be glorified. And the short story is God is always glorified. Amen. I'm really grateful. Let's go to the word of God. I want to focus specifically on, on the gospel. And when, when Jesus was asked that question, Lord, will there be many? How many? Who's going to get in? And his response was um, to strive, right? Strive. To enter through the narrow door. That word strive can also be, if you look at different translations, do whatever you can. Do as much as you can. These are verbs. And a verb, I'm not very good at English, but I know a verb is an action word. <laughs> I know a verb is an action word. I looked up the definition uh, of strive, and it is very much, as I had said, um, it requires us to do something to get through the narrow door. But don't be confused that we have to accomplish something to get through the narrow door, right? To get to heaven. That it's on us. Let's not forget uh, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. We are saved by grace through faith in Christ Jesus, not by our own efforts. Don't get these confused. But saying, yes, Lord, I accept you. That's step one. <laughs> there's, there's, more, there's more to come. That's, sometimes that's the easiest and yet the hardest part. But what is this striving to get through the narrow door? This is what the Lord gave me. We strive in two ways. Against, we strive against things, and we strive for things. What do we strive against? The world, the enemy, who is very real and at work, and our own will. That's a tough one for me. The world, the enemy, and my own will. Our own will. Those three things that God did leading up to me being called, the very first one I was challenged by my spiritual director, which I had never been challenged in this way before, Kyle, he said, Kyle, I want you to turn your life and your will over to the care of God. Really? I, I knew exactly what he meant. I knew it because I reserved a piece of me for me. I reserved it out of pride. Uh, I reserved it out of fear. If I really went all in, what, what would God want me to do? fear. But I will tell you this, and I consider it a gift from God. I was intrigued. I've read about the saints. I've met people. You could just see it in their eyes and hear in their voice. They, they had surrendered their will. 
God gave me the grace. After I was challenged, he gave me the grace. One week later, I was in prayer. My eyes were closed, and he gave me this vision of me sitting at a poker table. And I had these chips stacked up in front of me at the table. And this one stack of chips, this was my family. I pushed that in. God, I, I offer my family to you and my relationships, my finances, my job. I pushed all my chips in. I said, God, I'm all in. Whatever that means, I don't really fully understand it, but I'm all in. I will surrender my life and my will over to your care. God does not disappoint. And he let me know for one and a half days, manifested not, in my, not just my mind and my heart, my whole being, every fiber of my being, Kyle, I really do have you. I got it. I got you. I know the plans I have for you. God says, I know the plans I have for you. So we strive against the world, the enemy, and our will. I challenge you today, just as I was challenged, to turn your life and your will over to the care of God. I wasn't willing. That's not unusual. But I was willing to be willing. And that's the prayer God took from me. God, I'm not willing, but I'm willing to be willing. That's, that was the fish and the loaves, right? He took this small offering and he turned it into, for me, it's miraculous. He's, he has done uh, more things that I could ask or imagine in my life. Striving, what should we strive for? Those were the against, what should we strive for? Some of you, this may ring, you may understand this perhaps from going to Crucio, and I'm going to say prayer, study, and action. Or if you're in Brotherhood of St. Andrew, it's very similar. Prayer, study, and action, the foundations of Christianity, they cannot be overlooked. I'm going to say it again. The foundations of Christianity, of prayer, studying God's word, and apostolic action, doing what he has called the church to do, is the foundation. As you sit for a moment, can you think of an area or two or three <laughs> that maybe could use a little more effort, strive, a verb, action word? God wants something from us. He gave it all. He did it all. And not don't, did he only do that, said, I am sending another to be with you, his Holy Spirit. By his power and grace, that's how we do it. How do we strive against the world, against the enemy and our wills? It is God, the Holy Spirit, who with the Father and Son is worshiped and glorified. Amen. Can I say amen? Can you say amen? Can we say that in here? They do that a lot in Africa. <laughs> and they also do this when, during worship. I don't, think, I don't think you guys are going to do that, are you, today? Okay. It's liberating, though, I can tell you that. It's liberating to worship in that way. So what does this look like? How have I seen this play out, this striving for, in the ministry of Soma? And in a nutshell, the ministry of Soma ministers to the clergy and lay leaders of the Anglican Church worldwide. 
ministers to the clergy and Anglican leaders of the church worldwide. That's the call of Soma. And that, is, and that was directly from God, that this short-term mission agency was called into being and continues to serve. As the director for one and a half years during the pandemic and just post, well, well, well we're, are we still in the pandemic? I don't know. But it's been one and a half years since I've been the director and not one mission agency or not one mission has gone out. It's a short-term mission agency and nothing's gone out until the beginning of the month. I was nervous. I've served on Soma missions. God has formed me through serving on Soma missions. And how the most that he has grown me is that when you go on a Soma mission, God, the Holy Spirit, is in charge. Um, and that was before I had said, okay, I'm all in, God. Uh, and so it's being led by somebody, Glenn, who was the leader, Glenn Pettit, father of. Um, I had really admired how he listened, and not only listened, but obeyed the movement of God, the Holy Spirit. It was, I was amazed, intrigued, and because by allowing God, the Holy Spirit, to be in charge, who knows way more than the leader knows, who knows more than anybody on the team, who knows more than those being ministered to, the ministry becomes exponential because God's in charge, and God's going to do what God wants to do when he's in charge. Uh, the mission was fantastic. It was in uh, Uganda, the Diocese of Sabe. And Soma only comes by invitation from a bishop. The bishop knows the ministry he wants for his clergy and lay leaders, so we work with him to create an agenda. And I say an agenda loosely because God the Holy Spirit's in charge of, of the mission. So we're willing, he's willing, he understands. Here's our cards on the table and we will play them as, as best uh, as we see fit. Day number one, this is I'm connecting to striving to enter through the narrow door. Here's the point. We were talking about sin, something we fight against, right? We have to strive against. Uh, There's a great visual demonstration of a clear container of water. It's full water. Take some food coloring, and you put the food coloring in. That's the sin. Stir it up. The water is dark. Well, I'm going to pour half of that out. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to do some prayers. I'm going to praise. I'm going to do some of this in their context. Um, put some money in the plate. I'm going to pray for others. The pitcher gets filled back up with some clean water. But there's, the water is still stained in the pitcher. You pour it out again. Do those same things. Fill it up. Three times, the water is still stained with sin. In my life, my experience with confession, that's how I get rid of sin, my sin, is I confess it, or I go make amends with people that I have wronged, ask for forgiveness. There are some sins God will allow me just to confess to him, and he will give, he'll give me healing. He'll move them as far as the east is from the west. There are other sins in my life that he has, I've learned, the hard way. He will not let me away from those until I confess it to another person. Book of James says, confess your sins to another 
and be healed. God's word. So when I finally obeyed, <laughs> put my will aside, I was like, okay, God, uh, I don't carry those, those, that weight anymore of, of those. That was the message. So, and this may not be unusual to you, so we did an exercise, we handed out papers, everybody writes, took time, contemplation, write sins on the paper. We had a fire outside, clergy file out, collars. We had a visiting bishop and a bishop on the team, there are three bishops, Bishops go out with their pieces of paper. They're burning. Somebody stirs to make sure, you know, all these things visually, these sins have been removed. And Deacon Fred, who's a deacon here in our, our diocese, he said just a few words. He said, hundreds of years ago, it wasn't unusual for a church gathering like this and for people to confess their sins publicly. Wow, that's, that's strong. And it was a bit uncomfortable for a minute. I actually felt like I, I wanted to just, it was so uncomfortable, but I think it was a good uncomfortable. And the bishop of the diocese who invited Soma, he stood up, got in the middle of the circle, and he asked for forgiveness from any clergy that he may have wronged. That was like the big stone in a creek, right, that was holding the water back. As soon as he confessed, a priest confessed, another priest confessed, another priest confessed. Six priests publicly confessed and asked to be reconciled to their bishop. That's action. That's striving to enter the narrow door, the narrow gate. It was a holy moment. That was day one on the mission. <laughs> it was amazing. God reconciled the diocese. The bishop said at the end, he said, Soma, this ministry of Soma to us, has altered the course of our diocese. We will never be the same. And if this hasn't knocked us off our center, this hasn't reoriented us as a diocese, nothing will. Praise be to God. It was amazing. It was powerful. So God reconciled a diocese together. Physical healings occurred and emotional healings occurred. Praise be to God. God does not disappoint. Let's pray. Bow your heads, please. God, the name of Soma is sharing of ministries abroad. Lord, I come to you in the sharing of ministry, Lord, uh, in this congregation. I'd ask that you each, for one minute, ask the one thing that is keeping you from a closer relationship with the Lord an action item, something that you know that God wants you to strive to do, but you've chosen not to because of your own will, which we all have, or you've chosen not to out of fear or disobedience. I ask you to contemplate what that is. Ask the Lord to bring it to your mind.
God of the Holy Spirit, we thank you. We bless you to speaking into our hearts, showing us those things, Lord, that we all fall short of. We pray that you give us the zeal. We pray you give us the desire to strive for a closer relationship with you. We pray you give us the zeal and desire to carry out the mission of the church, and that is to make disciples. Help us, Lord, to enter into relationships on a deeper level with those in our families and our friends that we may share the amazing, great, and good news of the gospel. Jesus saves, not just for eternity, but Jesus saves us from the brokenness that we have inside. He saves us from our fears, and he shines his light in us. God, grant us the strength to do that thing you have brought to our mind. We ask this in Jesus' mighty and awesome name. Amen.